You're now tuned into the, the Lit Podcast. podcast. Keep, it locked. Keep it locked. If I could start my life over, go back into time. I would fix every wrong, change every line. Do it the right way, the better way. Love a little more. Faith is the key that opens up all doors If I can let water pass and reach for my future I need the most high directing me in my future When I lay the rest, my pain will be over I wish sometimes I can start my life on over I have a, I have a, a quick story See, I like maybe a couple of months ago Maybe a, long, a little longer than that I was cleaning out the, the bathtub, and I noticed that it just kept overflowing. So I was like, what's going on? I tried the plunger. I tried going next day to Ace Hardware and getting Drano and getting everything that people were saying, you can unstop it. They, it was like, well, try the liquid fire. Well, try doing this. Try getting one of those argers and go up in there and get it in and reel it out. I tried all that. Spent lots and lots of money. It was like, why? Why is it not coming out? Why is it not draining? Why is it still overflowing? So I called the landlord. And a plumber came out. Guess what he did? He went down there with that big old machine and started getting stuff out of there. But he said, the problem is you have roots in that's going around the sewer. You have roots. And the only way you can get to it, you have to dig it up. You have to dig it up. You have to take the toilet apart and get everything out of her. And you have to repair it. And see, I didn't even know that. See, I tried each and everything to try to get it up. But see, the message title, the title for this message on today is Get Down to the Root. Mm, you got to get down to the root. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to fellowship around your word. And as we fellowship around your word, Lord God, bring revelation, bring clarity, Lord God. Bring understanding and also bring deliverance. And I ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 See, statistically, 70 to 80% of people tend to backslide or relapse because of the fact that they're not addressing the issues that is keeping them down. They're not going back to the root. They're not addressing it. A lot of people, a lot of people in this world like to hide. Come on. They they like to hide it. They will come and you ask them like, hey brother, how you doing? Well, I'm I'm blessed and highly favored. I, I'm good today. But in the back of their mind, they are dwelling on what happened. They're dwelling on why can I get rid of this thing? Why is it constantly on my back all the time? Why is this monkey on my back all the time? Why? Because they never get down to the root. See, once you get down to the root, that's when you be able to pull it up. Because in order, in order for the for that uh, that tub to unstop, had to get they had to get down to the root. They had to pull it up. 
They had to repair the sewer because this stuff was tearing it apart. And that's how it is in our lives when we hold stuff in and we don't address it. It tears us apart and it keeps us broken. And next thing you know, nothing but sin floods in our life. Right. And plungers and all this other stuff is not going to help. Come on. Come on. That's we can try to push it out. We can try to get the argument, pull some of it out. Just only a little bit is going to come out. But when you get down to the root, you'll be able to rip the whole thing up. Now, I have a... See, the thing is, a person that tries to cover up this issue is like a person trying to throw gasoline on the fire. It's like a person, they saying, okay, my life is really, is really messed up right now, so I'm going to go ahead and keep on drinking, but I'm going to keep on covering up, and I'm going to keep on drinking, or I'm going to keep on going to church and not really getting the deliverance like I need, so I'm going to just keep on doing this, and I'm going to just keep on doing that, and guess what? The flame goes from here, then that's it's colossal. It's real big. And then you don't know why. Why I can't get rid of this? Why I can't rid really, of And I'm, I'm pretty much talking for a lot of Christians. Because that's, that's the main thing. A lot of Christians do this. Because even, even for me, being, being transparent, when I first started coming to church, I've been raised in the church all my life. Well, I still had those bad habits. I still had those hangups. And wondering why this stuff keep on attacking me. I kept going down to the altar every single Sunday. And was wondering, why am I not getting delivered? Why? Why am I not getting delivered? I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm receiving prayer and everything, falling out and everything, and still, it's on me because of the fact that I didn't address the issue. I did not get down to the root of what, <laughs> I did not get down to the root of what happened. See, God, just, see, we was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We was not born to be on drugs. We was not born to be gay. We was not born to go and be a drug dealer. We was not born to have lustful eyes. We was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So that means that that stuff happened to us that caused us to be traumatized. A lot of people get traumatized by certain situations that happen in their life that cause them to go astray. But if they don't, if they don't be careful, it will keep on holding them down, even when God helps them. And see, that's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give a couple of points. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead to the first scripture, 2 Timothy 6 and 10. 2 Timothy 6 and 10. And see, you got to get down to the root. The scripture says, for the love of money is the root. Uh, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some co covet after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. A lot of people will say, the love, may say, money is the root of all evil. I mean, money, oh, just money. Money is not bad, but for the love, right. uh -huh. for the love of money is the root. Uh -huh. Reason he said that because when you love money that much, and that sin is in your heart, guess what you gonna do? You gonna rob for it? You gonna steal for it? You gonna gamble for it? Uh -huh. There are so many people that's that's losing their homes, 
losing their possessions because of gambling, because of stealing. They end up going to jail because of that. Because of what? The love of money. In our heads, we, we can't have, we got to have more. We got to have more. Some of us are not content with just a little bit that we have. So we're going to get more. So since that being the root, that's what the root cause is. It's not the money that's evil. It's the root. It's that, it's that thing that was inside of you that was causing you to say, I want more money. Well, I got to do what I have to do to get it. And also, let me, I'm going to go ahead and from, from that part where it says, from the faith and pierce themselves through with many sovereigns. They hurt themselves from the faith. You know how many people that leave from God's holiness because of money? I mean, just being real, there's a lot of gospel rappers, there's a lot of gospel artists, they turn, they go to, to the secular realm because it wasn't paying that much. They, they was doing everything for God, but it wasn't paying as much as this secular artist over here that's singing about worldly stuff or rapping about worldly stuff. It wasn't paying that much. So guess what? They say, you know what? Uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and go over to the secular side where people can listen to me. But they don't realize that the people that were listening to you before, guess what? You done straight them away too. Right. It was like, okay, you was rocking with God before. Now you want to try something else because of the fact that when you do stuff for God, it'll last. But see, you got to keep that mindset. Amen. It might not be easy. It might not be. It's going to be tough. But guess what? What you do for Christ will last. Amen. So also, I'm going to give another scripture. Hebrews 12 and 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root... There go, there go that word again. Any root of bitterness springing up trouble, you and thereby many be defiled. Right. Wow. Uh-uh. Let me read that again. Looking diligently, lest any man fail me far, you fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble, and thereby many be defiled. <laughs> bitterness can cause a lot of things. Bitterness can have you be insecure about yourself. Bitterness can pretty much cause you to do each and everything for a man's approval. <clears throat> that's, that's where you got that approval addiction from. When you're bitter, when you're insecure, you would do each and everything for man's approval. You would pretty much change your whole identity in order for people to look at you in a different way. That's what happens with, but guess what? Any root of bitterness, all it takes is just a root. You gotta realize that when roots are growing, it ain't no big, it's not a big colossal thing. It just takes a root just this much. Just like it takes this much size of a mustard seed to believe, it takes that much to destroy you as well. So it's like, which one do you choose? You either choose bitterness or you choose life. Amen. Now I'm going to go ahead and get into my points. The reason people don't get down to the root. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me today. 
The reason people don't get down to the root because they don't think it's an issue. They do not think it's an issue. Somebody can come up to them and say, hey, you're doing bad. Uh, man, what you drinking for, man? You said you was going to give it up. And they're like, man, you got a problem. What problem? I don't see this as a problem. Yeah. <laughs> God, God put it on the earth and I can drink it. Right. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't see that as a problem. God, God made, God made, he put the plant in there, and also I can smoke it. I don't see it being a problem. They know it's a problem because of the fact that they get convicted every time they do it. But they don't want to admit. See, the first thing to recovery is admitting that you have a problem. And see, the reason that people don't get down to the root because they don't think it. That's exactly how I feel. I didn't think it was a problem. I had some, some friends come to me and say, man, you are messing up. Why you keep on doing what you're doing? Why you, why you keep on smoking? And, and I know you're going to church on Sunday. What you out with us for? Oh, man, it ain't, ain't no problem. It ain't, it ain't, it's no biggie. I can, I can still handle it. See, that's another thing. People think that they can still handle it. They think that they can hold their weight on their shoulders like that. They think they got that kind of Superman strength that they can hold that. But they can't. Like a person that's trying to hold that, for instance, if a person can only bench 200 pounds, the weight of that sin or that addiction is 500 pounds. So why are you trying to pick it up? Why are you trying to pick it up? And then most of the time, we will try. We will try to pick up the weights, and guess what? We're straining. Or it might be on our shoulder, and it's weighing us down to where we cannot move. And guess what? We're stuck in one spot. That's what happens when a person tries to do stuff in their own strength. Why not let God pick that up? Because God is the, is the strongest in the universe. 500 pounds is nothing to him. But for a person that can only lift 200 pounds or try to have all their weight of their sin and all their past addictions on their shoulders, it will weigh them down. See, number two, the reason people don't get down to the root because they are afraid of change. Ooh, say that again. <laughs> the reason people don't get down to the root because they are afraid of change. Uh -huh. Oh, it's been it's been plenty times where I was <laughs> they giving the altar call, and I'm like, <sighs> they come and and, they, and the and the pastor's talking directly to me. Sometimes he be looking at you. He be like, you know, you should come down here. You know. You know God is calling you. Next thing you know, you be like, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to go up there because I like my life. I like what I'm doing right now. So I'm, I'm hesitant. That's how it is. A lot of people are afraid of change. Because if everybody really just hearkened to the voice of God. There's ought to be filled and people will be delivered. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Churches be full. Exactly. Uh -huh. They will they will be it will be so much deliverance. And guess what? The sin count will go down. Yeah. It will go down. It'll be less people trying to hide it and more people coming up and admitting their problems. Yeah. They're coming up to the pastor and say, Hey, I'm dealing with this. Pray for me. Yeah. See, that's the thing. What really had what really 
had me going is that afraid of change because sometimes the devil will start playing stuff in your in your ear. Oh man, you know, you know you don't need to do that. What you gotta go down to the altar for? What you really? Why you gotta confess that? Why? What, what you praying about? You know you was just doing that. What? What you wanna do that for? And you know, if you change, you know you can't do this no more. Nah, you can't do this no more. See, that's what that's what talks people out. Like you will pretty much talk yourself out of doing something that's right, that's gonna benefit you and not harm you. Point number three. <laughs> they lean on grace as an excuse not to change. Thank you. People lean on grace as an excuse not to change. Thank you. Uh, uh, uh. Well, know why? <sighs> we living in grace, right? You know, it's it's a good God gonna forgive me anyway. Oh, I can keep on doing what I'm doing. I can keep on smoking weed. I can keep on sleeping around. I can keep on doing all of this stuff, and God gonna forgive me anyway. We all fall short, right? We all gonna make it into heaven, right? Exactly. That's the thing. But one thing that Paul was saying that you should work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So they think that as soon as you come to Christ, everything is just gonna be boom. You have to work out. See, a lot of people like to you know mix that scripture up and think that you have to work for, but it's actually work out. In order to get fit, you must work out right. your salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. Uh-huh. I mean, fearful more like respect. Uh-huh. Fearful of your sins. But also, in respect of God to say, you know what? I'm going to honor you regardless. Amen. See, that's the thing. When people lean on grace, they're just giving themselves a, you know, a way of just a coping mechanism. Oh, you know what? We leaning on grace, and then they telling their, they thinking in their mind, "Whoo, I got by, I got by with that one, I got by with that one." So when people lean on grace, all they're doing, all they're doing is turning themselves up. All them, all they're doing is giving themselves some kind of excuse to keep on doing it, and don't realize that they're just killing themselves. See. Grace is, grace is not a license to sin. It's not, it's not a license. People abuse grace so much. They don't realize that that's, that's God omnipotent. That's his favor. Like God, God didn't have to give us grace. He didn't have to give us mercy. But he did. Because it said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He, he gave us that grace. Amen. So why are we abusing it? That's, that's the reason that people don't get down to the root because they're abusing the grace and the mercy and the faith. It's like it's a privilege to wake up in the morning because there are a lot of people that don't. Amen. A lot of people that do not wake up in the morning, then we just uh, abuse the grace. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and give this scripture Romans 3 and 23. And this is exactly what I was uh, talking about. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the excuse that a lot of people, when they lean on grace, they use that right there. 
and say we all come short. We all fall short. That is true. That that is true. Like I can I can agree. That is true. But guess what? How many times are we gonna say that? Like yes, we fall, but are we doing anything to get back up? Yeah, we fall all the time. None of us is perfect. Yes, I know that. But guess what? If you fall, or you trying to get back up, that's the when, and that's what people don't realize. Like if somebody was, you know, in a on the football team, there was a quarterback. Guess what? If they get hit and they fall, you think they're gonna they're gonna stay? They just gonna stay down? They're going to get back up. And then guess what? They're going to finish the game. That's how it is in this Christian walk. When we fall, we must get back up and get into the game. Even, even if somebody comes and hit us hard, guess what? We might be shaking for a minute. But that's when you have something called accountability to pick you back up. So there's no reason for a person to stay down. When a when a per and when you have men and women of God that's there to pick you back up, Amen. to help you back up, because the Bible says iron sharpens iron, so we pretty much need each other to get back up. So when a person say, "Oh, we all fall short and come short of the glory of God," guess what? Well, brother, I'm here to pick you up. That's the thing. Also. <laughs> how to get down to the root you know in many instances of my life it took me years to figure out what was really going on see most people don't realize that sometimes God will have to play a you know you have to go back in time you have to go back in the time and show you some kind of image or a dream or a vision of what happened. Because like I said before, we was born in sin and shaped in iniquity, but none of that other stuff didn't happen. So it happened. Something traumatized us. So guess what? With me, God showed me exactly where my problems started. And he gave me a vision. He said, hey, this is where it started. So once you get back and you rewind time, you rewind the tape and you play back everything that happened will cause you to be that person or will cause you to have that addiction. You'll be able to think, okay, this is how it started. But since you're more mature, you were thinking like, that is a crazy way on how it started. So now when you do that, it's like celebrate recovery. You can start recovering. Now you can come to somebody and, and not just say, hey, I'm blessed and highly favored, but to say, hey, I have a problem, and this is how I started. Can you help me? Amen. That's the thing. We have to reach out for help. That's right. now, some, now, sometimes it can, it can get a little dangerous because we can reach out for help too much. And the person is only giving you just instructions on what God tells that person to do. And then if we're not, if we're listening to that man too much over God, guess what? It becomes an idol. Huh. Yeah, we can idolize people. We can idolize situations and don't realize it. So 
When, when that person comes up to you and he picks you up and, it got, and God instructs him, he's only giving you on what he wants to speak to you. That's all he wants to do is he wants to speak through that man to you and to get you back up. But then if you keep on saying, oh, I keep having this problem, I keep on having this problem. Now it's like, okay, now you got to work out your salvation with friend Trimmer. Like, I'm not supposed to be the middleman to God for you. Jesus is the middleman. He, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No, no man should come unto the Father but through him. So a man is not the middleman. So that's why we have to be careful when we get down to the root. And getting down to the root, it's, it's tough. It's, it's very tough. Because it, it's, it can be issues that, that has been having you bound for many years. And don't even realize that. It's like you're trying to get away from the issues, but this leg is locked in. It's a ball and chain right there, and you're trying to run. Or... It's like you run, it's like in a, you're like you the turtle in a rabbit race. Life is running, but you're just crawling slow and wondering, man, one day I wish I'd be able to go fast. But all you gotta do is take that shell off. Because <laughs> that shell can hold you down. That that yoke can hold you down. That burden can hold you down and cause you to go in slow motion. Now when you when you get down to the root. That's when you you will feel so much better. You ever told an issue to somebody and it was just like <sighs> that's that's how it is when you get when you get down to the root and you get that thing off of your shoulder, it's like telling the true issue. It's like getting it out because some people hold it in so much. You wonder why suicide rates are so high because everybody holds it in. They're not getting down to the root, they're not getting down to the to, to what happened to them that caused them to get depressed. They're not getting down to the root that will cause them to go into homosexuality. They're not getting down to the root to where they're angry all the time. They're not getting down to the root to where they feel like they gotta be buff and they gotta be powerful and all this like Al Pacino and stuff like that. They gotta have this power because of insecurities. They gotta get down to the root. And the only way to get down to the root, guess what? You gotta surrender. Right. Amen. That's the first thing you gotta surrender. <laughs> you have to surrender. Surrender your life truly. Yes. Now, you know, a lot of people will say, oh Lord, I surrender. But guess what? You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe. Believe. That is the key word. Believe. Two words. Believe. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. First, you have to surrender. I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture, Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye be, that ye present, <coughs> that ye be my throat is kind of messing up right now. Give your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Wait, wait, wait. Give your bodies, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, 
holy, acceptable unto God. Woo! Just think, just think about it in the Old Testament. They had to give sacrifices just to get God's approval, just to get his mercy and his grace. They had to sacrifice lambs. They had to sacrifice goats. They had to sacrifice everything they have. They had to give grain offerings, drink offerings. They had to do all of these offerings and all of these sacrifices. And he said, just give your body as a living sacrifice. Your body, you, all of you, all of you. That means surrendering. Not, not just saying it, but actually meaning it and actually believing it in your heart. Then guess what? That's when the transformation starts. When, when you surrender, that's when you're like, okay, Lord, I surrender. So whatever is in me that is not of you, take it out. Then guess what? Back down memory lane. There you go. <laughs> he gonna start showing you stuff. He gonna start sending people in your life to help you. He he gonna start. You gonna be reading the Bible one day, and next thing you know, a scripture just gonna slap you in the face. You be like, whoa! I've seen that before, but I never read it that way. It's funny how you can read a scripture so many times and get a, get a different meaning out of it. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. I'm like, Lord, I done read this scripture like 15 times. And I get a different meaning. That's because his word is just that powerful. His word is just that anointed. Because. And also, see, I done, see, I done already jumped, you know, past a couple of my points already. But the second one was go back in the time. <laughs> that, that's how it is. That's how it is when God is moving. That's right. Like when I'm a kind of inner, uh, you know. Move a little fast on uh, go go back in the time. Like when you go back in the time, he shows you some stuff. Uh-huh. It can be scary. Sometimes it's it's been times where I had dreams that would just scare me. Uh-huh. But God will be like, okay, this is what happened to you. This is what made you traumatized, and that's why you end up being that way. A lot of people go through hurt and lay lives, so guess what? They end up being bitter. And all of a sudden, that, that thing replays in their mind to where they are traumatized and they feel like they, they can't love anymore. They feel like they can't move forward anymore. They, they just give up on love and, oh, I just be by myself. Um, I can do bad all by myself and everything. And they just turn themselves up from the inside. That's, that's what happens when you go back in time, but then you're mature enough to, to get past that. <laughs> Point number three, lose your religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to think about that. Lose your religion. See, a lot of people, in order to get down to the root, people... Look at religion. They do all the religious acts. They do everything. When I mean by lose your religion, stop playing. Stop playing church. That's right. That's it. Stop playing church. That's right. Cause most people come to church and and pray and they just be looking. You know, they looking like everybody else. I mean, I used. I ain't gonna lie. I used to be that person 
that will look at somebody else pray, and then I will pray. If some if somebody was to holler hallelujah, I do the same thing. I was being I was being the communion. I was trying to blend in. And see, that's what happens to a lot of people. We try to blend it in <laughs> instead of sticking out because each and every gift, each and every tongue, each and everything that God has for us is different. Right, right, that's right. Like it's different. I can't, I can't, I can't be like Apostle James back there. That's not, that's not me. Uh huh. I can't, I can't be an evangelist. I, God has these gifts exactly for me. So right. why would I sit back and try to imitate somebody else's praise yeah. and imitate somebody else's worship? Somebody lifting up their hands. I was lifting up my hands too. But guess what? I wasn't doing it in the car. I wasn't doing it at home. I would get in the car and turn on K104 and start blasting all the secular music and be jamming. Got the system up, banging and everything. And I just left church because I was going and playing church. <laughs> like I used to, I used to go in there with the five-piece suit on and everything, knowing only time I ever wore a suit was to church. I never really dressed myself up throughout the week. I never presented myself looking nice. Only time I went to the barber shop was to get a haircut and to get the suit on, just to walk up in the church and say, "Yeah, I look good." I was playing church. I was playing church and not really living out the lifestyle. Thank you. It's more than a religion; it's a lifestyle. That's the that's the thing. When we get into that mindset and we know that it's more than a religion, it's a lifestyle, guess what? We will be able to get down to that root quicker and not be waiting 20, 30 years to get down to one issue that caused us to stray away from God or even to go around playing church. And see, the thing is, <laughs> we need to stop living for God like it's a checklist. Yeah. We, we we live for God like it's a checklist. Well, I woke up, woke up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Check. <laughs> Lord, Lord, I hold I hold open the I hold the door open for somebody. I was doing some courtesy. Check. Lord, I pray for people today. I pray for I pray for the food during the lunch at the office. Check. And also, I gave I gave somebody some money. One dollar was check. And guess what, Lord? Tonight, I'm just gonna pray before I go to sleep. Lord, lay out, lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray my Lord my soul to tell you. Check. <laughs> well, I did my I did my good deeds for the day. Check. That's how most believers live. We live for God like it's some kind of checklist that, oh, every time I do something good, I check. We're not cheerfully giving. We're just doing it out of necessity or grudgingly or just to say, Lord, I, I'm just going to do this off my checklist. And also, the last one, don't wait until something happens to get down to the root. Don't wait until something 
happens to get down to the root. Want to know why? Most people, when God has sent somebody into their life, or even God is speaking to them, because God, God speaks to the just and the unjust. He blesses those as well. He can be speaking to you saying, come, 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 come to me, and I will give you rest. But you like ignoring him saying, well, since I'm under grace, I just got to keep living my life and doing everything that's going to cause me harm because, well, I got a long time anyway, and people don't realize that we're on borrowed time. They don't realize that. So they wait until it's too late. They wait. Then when something happens, they come crawling to God. They come into the, the altar because they waited too late. And God, God will still love you anyway. He will still embrace you anyway. But he would have, that time span from you getting delivered would have been shorter. It would have been quicker if you had listened to him. Amen. Like, <laughs> I have a funny story about listening. It's been many times when me and Chelsea was driving and she was like, go this way. And I'm like, no, I know this way. You can't tell me nothing. I know this way. I deliver over here all the time. I know this way. And guess what? <laughs> I turn on this corner where I thought it was good and whoop, there goes some traffic. I told you if you just turned down this way, you would avoid the traffic. Now I'm kind of looking like I can't say nothing. <laughs> now, now that done extended our time from getting to our destination if I had a listen. That's the thing. Some things that happen in our life is not supposed to take 10 to 20 to 30 years for us to get it. Especially when he has somebody for you right there and he's also speaking to you. Especially if you come into church. Especially where God's presence is at. That time, that time span of you getting delivered has to be shorter. But sometimes we do not listen. We also, we got to stop playing. We got to stop playing with them. That's the one thing that messes us up big time is when we play with them. Like God, this life and God is not an Xbox. This is not a PlayStation 4. This, this life is not the Nintendo Wii. Well, we think that we can control everything. See, on those games, you can control everything. You can control the men to swing, to fight, and do all this other stuff. You can, catch, you, can catch, you can have them catch the football and all. We think that we can control our lives, but our lives is not our own. It's not our own because we have been bought with a price. So we cannot treat God like he's a game system, a game console, because he is the one that's orchestrating everything. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So, one, so once the Lord orders your steps, you can be walking in that path that he wants you to go. And not be staring to the left or to the right or looking to the back or looking anywhere else. That's the thing, because God loves you just that much. And you have to get down to the root of what caused you to be the person that you are, that you're dealing with, or the situation that you're dealing with. And once you do that, 
you will feel so much better. You will be so much, you will be free. You will be able to get up in the morning and really thank God. Not just say, thank you, Lord, for this day and, and think it's just a checklist, but you will be able to thank God for real. You will say, thank you, Lord, for this day. Your prayers will be different. Your worship will be different. You won't worry about if somebody, you praising God in your car and somebody's next to you and they looking at you crazy, but you don't care. That's how it is when God truly delivers you. When he truly delivers you, your praise, your worship, your prayer, all of that is different. Your lifestyle is different. You ever see a person that has been anointed by God to where they just have a glow on them? They just have that glow. You be like, wow, it's something about you. And, they, and you just shine it because the glory of God is just like that. But that comes with true repentance and true deliverance. And the only way you can get that is when you surrender to God, you get down to the root of your issues, you let God be that planter and pull that stuff up out of you, and you'll be able to change for real and not just be an imitator and not just be a copycat. That's 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 what it is. That's how it is in life when you're when you're serving God. Amen. You're gonna go through issues. Everybody in here has some something that happened, something that's going wrong. But God is the one that can bring that stuff out of you. Bring all you have to do is give your bodies as a living sacrifice. Come on. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. Come on. God is, God is not asking for much. All he wants is you. That's it. He, he don't want you to do a whole bunch of special tricks. He don't want you to do a, a whole bunch of offerings and sacrifices and all this other stuff. He just wants, he wants you. You and all If you want to know more information, go to lostintransitionministries.com. For inspirational videos, subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, D.Silman. If you want reading material that's going to bless your soul, that's going to motivate you and just keep you pushing to the next day, check out my new book called Lost in Transition Reflections. You can catch it on Amazon, and also it's available on Kindle. If you want to get in contact with me, email me at dls at lostintransitionministries.com. If you want to follow me on social media, go to Lost in Transition Ministries on Facebook. Check out the page, and also my personal Facebook page is Derek Silman. Lost in Transition Ministries, the lit podcast. God bless. God bless.